When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome to the Newcastle Anatomy. My name is Fergus Craig and I am joined by Dave Watson. Hi Fergus, how are you doing? I'm alright, got a bit of a cold mate. Paul Doolin isn't here. Um, he's got some uh, fatherhood related thing. Um, so we're recording this quite late this evening because there was a mix up with the times and, uh, there's been, how many podcasts have there been in here so far today? There's already been five. There's been four with a fifth. And I can confirm that this room smells like it's had four groups of men in it over the course of the last three hours. I mean, and it, but it's not a changing room smell. It's because uh, these aren't athletes that are coming into this room. <laughs> it's, it's just like that musty fog. Yeah, and it's mainly men from either a generation or a socio-economic group that have not embraced metrosexuality. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I don't know how uh, much deodorant was used. Oh, God. But it's a smell of uh, leather and uh, impending divorce. (laughs) 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 Um, But good luck to them all. Yeah. Now... um, so we've had two games since the last pod. Yes, as is tradition at this stage of the season. I guess so. Um, the first of which was against Burton Alb- Albion. Uh, I mean, I struggle yeah. on saying the name there because it's not a team that has sort of been on my lips until recently. <laughs> I've never thought about Burton Albion. I mean... No. Yeah. Lovely little club, though. Lovely little club, aren't they? They're a lovely little club. 
Oh, proper family club. Yeah, yeah. They're not. Were they? Who was it who used to manage them? Or does he well, still? He doesn't still manage them, does he? I mean, that's how. I can't remember. Like, no. Um. I'm, yeah, it was. It's Nigel Clough. He's back. Oh, is he back? He's yeah. one of them. He always seems to be coming back there. Doesn't Darren well, Ferguson I'm, do that as well? Don't the sons of managers always sort of return? <laughs> well, I think um, Nigel Clough, I'm sh- I, I might be wrong, but I'm sure he's managed like Nottingham, Derby and Burton. Like, and Burton a couple of times. So he seems to be stuck in that just, in that Midlands conurbation and like he'll probably try and manage, I don't know, Leicester soon or Loughborough. Well, I think what it is is Burton, Burton is the only one that he's got going for himself. Is it? That's his own little thing. Yeah. And then Derby and Forrester, um, it's the name that's got him in there. To oh, be fair, I'm being unfair. To be fair, he he does have a pretty good record as a manager, doesn't he, in the lower leagues? He's all right. Like he's one of those, um, like one of those managers. He's still young enough that he'll probably carve out a really good career down in the lower leagues. I mean, the lower leagues, I'm talking about the championship, but he, you know what I mean? He, he, he'll, I can't imagine him taking a, like getting any bigger than a Derby or a Nottingham Forest or something. Even if he gets him into the Premier League, it'll only be a brief little visit. You are right, mate? Yeah, I got Season. cold, mate, like I said. Oh. Um, I'm worried you've got a voiceover you... tomorrow. That could be some yeah. much-needed cash if they end up using my old fucking voice. I need maybe What's I need. The, um, oh, I don't know. Do you like to tell us? Can you tell us the product? I, I'm actually genuinely not quite sure, <laughs> but it's safe to say that I'm not bothered. I mean, no. it could be for uh, it. It could be for Basha Al Assad. <laughs> I've got an um, idea who it's for. Well, I don't think the voice that I'm worried that I'm starting to sound a little bit Mariella Frostrup, you know, like a little husky and sexy. And I, I don't think that's what they're after. <laughs> yeah, anyway, not. we've already made two unnecessary tangents. Let's talk about the actual game itself. Um, mm. Please excuse my uh, coughs, which will come every now and again. Um, no problem. So it was a one nil victory. Yeah. But what that game will forever be remembered for is uh, the penalty situation. Right? Yeah. So why don't you just uh, tell the story for anyone who's been hiding under a rock? Um, <laughs> what went so, on? So Gail tumbled in the box. And it was a dive, to be honest. Like let's, it let's did look like a soft penalty. It's a, it's a real soft penalty. So it he was went, one he of those. Oh, I think I fall over. <laughs> yeah, and you know, um, Keith Stroud, the referee, points to the spot immediately. Yeah, that's a penalty. Uh, Richie picks the ball up. The ball set. The the penalty is supposed to go ahead now. He takes the the penalty. The penalty is scored, and they pull it back now. Sometimes you know uh, you'll get if if you score a goal and the the attacking team's the only team that's encroaching, you you have to retake it. If you're 
if both teams encroach, you have to retake it. If you if the defending team encroaches but you still score, it just counts as a goal. If you miss it, then like and the attacking teams uh, encroached, then it's a restart. Then it's a, like a free, indirect free kick for the defending team. But Richie scored it, and both teams encroached. So when the referee gave an indirect free kick, everybody in the in the stadium, everybody watching however they were watching, we all went mental because it's one of the, it's like a a law of the game that most people know that you retake the penalty unless he misses it. And it is is the way like, you know, and and then it gets a bit hazy, but like you don't, if he scored it, it's either retaken or it's given as a goal. It's never like if he scores it, it's never given as an indirect free kick. It's either retaken or given as a goal. So for a referee, who I'm sure Keith Stroud's um, refereed in the in the top flight as well. He should know this pretty basic law. And then the three members of his team that he consulted with also didn't know the score, like didn't know the um, the, the law. And then when Rafa Benitez and the rest of the uh, the rest of the, the Newcastle team are explaining the laws to, of the game to the referee, at that point the game hadn't restarted. So he could have just gone, oh, no, you're right, and re-spotted the ball for another penalty. But he didn't. And luckily, we did go on to win. But if, I don't know, like if, if the results hadn't gone our way elsewhere and if, the, you know, if, if we hadn't beaten Burton, that cock-up could have cost us automatic promotion and, the, and subsequently could have cost us uh, playoffs, like, a, like getting through on the playoffs because playoffs are really tricky. So... For him to that make that kind of a mistake in in a game like that's televised and all the rest, it's just I've never seen. Like we we it's lost funny our though, mind about it? the. It's funny though, wasn't it? <laughs> it's it was funny. funny in hindsight. It's funny it's because funny. we won. I, I still think it's funny. I mean, yeah, I would not be laughing. Well, I would be laughing. It's funny. <laughs> it's like no one knew what was going on. It was like all evening. Everyone was trying to, on uh, social media, everyone was trying to work out what the fuck was going on on Sky Sports News. No one knew what the fuck was going on. And apparently, I mean, there's lots of speculation. Apparently, the assistant referees and the fourth official were shouting at him, no, no, what are you doing? (laughs) That's not the rules. And he was just doing the full on, nope. Might have it was like confidently because that's what you have to do as a referee, isn't it? You have to confidently go. No. Yeah. Here's the thing about sweep the hand across. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing about referees. The one you have the sort of personality who ends up becoming a referee is quite a uh, twat. Well, potentially, but quite a. I don't know the right word. Authoritarian? That's not the word I'm after, though. But you mean someone... like a, a jobs worth? A jobs worth, exactly. Like... Yes, a jobs worth. Yeah. And, um, but you also have to be quite confident in your, you know, a stickler and all that. And, and because of the nature of football, they're constantly, every single decision, they get a barrage of shit for. So yeah. you have to... Um, you have to develop a thick skin and your automatic response to everything has to be, nope. 
So they never, ever change their minds, even when it's like their own assistants going, um, I think you've got the rules wrong. <laughs> nope. I've just rewritten the rules as of this moment. From now on, the rules are different. Because you don't know these rules. These rules go to a different school. It's utter nonsense. And we thought we had it bad with Stephen Martin and the two uh, red cards in the Forest game. But this, this tops it because that was just uh, poor judgment. You know, he, he got, he, he made a decision and he followed the rules, the laws of the game perfectly, but he just got it wrong. Whereas Keith Stroud fundamentally didn't know the rules of the game. Well, most, that's the thing. Like, most, most refereeing errors you can, you can say, ask if they're blind yeah, but this one, I assume somewhere the rules of football are available in Braille. So, <laughs> so even that would not be an excuse. So, so to move move on from yeah. the Keith Stroud debacle, the goal to win the game from Matt Ritchie was an absolute peach, and nobody Terrific. seems to be talking it, about it. It will never be remembered. That goal, no, that oh, goal will show it. up somewhere in a compilation, and everyone will go. Yeah. I don't remember that goal, <laughs> but it's the kind of thing that I think that um, because he, you know, he cuts in from the left onto his right foot. Uh, he's about what twenty-five yards out, curls it top corner, absolute beauty. And it's the kind of goal that if we'd signed Andros Townsend in the January window, Richie might have been put left hand side more often and so we would have had two players cutting cutting in on their you know stronger foot so townsend coming in from the right richie coming in from the left and i think with with dwight gale up front that kind of you know i, I can totally see why benitez was chasing townsend because we don't need somebody getting to the byline and putting in a cross because like we don't play well we rarely play mitrovic and murphy so you know who um you know how we we all agree that we could do with a winner winger yeah. um, and someone of that vein. You know who's been cutting in and uh, scoring from the, the wing of late? No. Florian Tovan. Yes. He is doing brilliantly in league uh and you've I think he's just league. one of them players. Uh. <laughs> But he's just not. He wasn't. He didn't settle at Newcastle partly because of how shit we were, partly because of the way that we were playing. But also, I just think I don't think he really wanted to play in. Like if if he was playing for like Arsenal or something like that, he'd probably have enjoyed himself much more. But I don't think he really took to the Premier League. I don't think anyone's enjoying themselves at Arsenal right now, do? Um, We're going to go on a quick break now, and we'll be back to talk about. The Sheffield Wednesday game and much more. Hello from the Geek Town Radio podcast, a show that gives you the latest TV, film, and gaming news all from a UK perspective, plus the latest UK premiere dates and a ton of interviews from people such as Suits Lewis Lit, Rick Hoffman. It's crazy. The whole thing's crazy. To gaming royalty like Troy Baker and Nolan North. Would you really take a bullet from me? Uh, well, no, that's that's the acting. <laughs> from behind the scenes people such as the directors of smash hit US comedy Veep. We love Geek Town. My kids wear your t shirts. To screen legends. Hello. 
Hello. Such as Mr. George Decay. Star trekking across the universe. For all this and more, come join us on Geek Town Radio, available to download every Tuesday from your usual podcast supplier and from geektown.co.uk. Welcome back. Who knows? Perhaps I voiced one of those adverts this break. I don't know. Um, one of the adverts I've noticed that's been played on this podcast quite a lot is um, uh, an advert for a podcast about women in business. Yeah, uh, I, th- I, th- I think they've nailed our demographic there. Yeah, potentially. I hope so. I mean, it would be... I'd like to think we have a broader demographic than than the one you might assume. But I don't think we've had many business women tweet us directly. No, not a single one. So, but do listen to that podcast because I'm hearing it's terrific. So, um, <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm sounding like... Such a twat. I shouldn't have said any of that, should I? I mean, I'm sounding... No. This is this is why I have to worry about my income month to month, Dave, because <laughs> I'm so destructive to any professionalism. Okay, so let's talk about Saturday's game against yeah. Sheffield Wednesday. I watched it with Paul Doolan at Paul Doolan's house. Uh-huh. And... Uh, we had a lovely time and watched a dog shit game. Yeah, it was a bad did bad day at the office. Did uh, did Paul um as he did with Colback saying, which way is he gonna pass this? Which way did he did he have something that he referenced throughout the game? No. Because there was lots of things that were pissing me off in that game. It was like it was a really bad day at the office for everybody involved. Um apart from Shelby, to be fair. Shelby, Shelby had a really, really good game, and he did try to drag the rest of the team along with him. But honestly, like the their right winger had a field day against uh, Paul Dummett. and I know I give him a lot of shit, but he's a fairly, like he's a very, fairly unspectacular but consistent player. You know, he'll get six sevens out of ten most games because. He does the defensive side of his job fine, and he just doesn't have the ability to do the attacking stuff. But honestly, that can't remember the name of the um, the, the Sheffield Wednesday right winger. But he had him on toast all game, and the two centre halves played like fucking strangers. Nita had a bad game. Richie had a bad game. Chancellor um, Bemba had a oh, bad game. Yeah, we, he really did. We were talking about Chancellor Bemba on the. I think he's been mentioned uh, on the last couple of pods, wondering why he wasn't playing. And either we've just been answered as to why he wasn't playing, or we've just been shown what happens when somebody doesn't play all season and they're thrown in. Yeah, I I think it's a combination of both. I think that he... He didn't look match sharp in either of the two games in, against Burton or against Chef Wed, but then Burton didn't really, you know, they they weren't as adventurous, they weren't as um, confident as the Chef Wed team. The Chef Wed team honestly played like it was their cup final, which 
totally makes sense and I don't begrudge them because they were absolutely they were good for their their win and 2-1 probably flattered us a bit but if one thing I have to say though is the 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 the, the challenge from Bannon Barry Bannon in the first half oh yes absolute stonewall red card 100% that should have been a red card but I think you're right. On first on first glance, I wasn't sure, so I, I wouldn't. I'd, I don't directly blame the referee for that. But when no, you see no. the replay, yeah, that that's a red. Yeah. And you know, it's if that if you don't get that, um, what you should do is then use that anger, use that sense of injustice to motivate the team and to get them going and to get them fired up. But the only person who looked fired up after that, like I say, was Shelby, and then obviously. Gale goes off injured, and it looks like it's the other hamstring. So it's not a recurrence of his original hamstring injury. It looks like it's his other leg. And that could have him out for four weeks, maybe five weeks, which you've got to assume that's the end of his season. You, I, I wouldn't, like, unless it's... Because, honestly, I think we've got automatic promotion sewn up. So unless we are, like, desperate to win the title... And you know, within within punching distance of it, within striking distance of it, um, I, I can't imagine him being rushed back because I, I, I don't think that we're in danger of losing our own automatic spot. But anyway, with him gone, Murphy came on and he's all right. Didn't really do much, to be honest. Didn't think, really get much of the game. I think you're probably uh, but, right. I think you're probably right about Dwight Gale. It's a, it's a shame because. Uh, He's been so fantastic for us this season, but it it doesn't. I don't know how well it bodes for for the next few years, really. Whether he's going to, no. he seems like he's got the the hamstrings of uh, so many players of his ilk, aka yeah. you know, aka isn't the right word, but you know, like, uh, like Michael Owen or whoever. Who just yeah, sort of... he, it's exactly same for me. It's exactly same as Bellamy when when Bellamy lost when Bellamy's hamstring went the first time when he came back. He was he was like seventy five percent of the player, and then any recurrence of it or any like foot injury just knocked another few percent off off his off his potential. Um, I think, I mean, regardless of whether Dwight Gale makes a full recovery or not, we said before that we think he's good for ten to fifteen goals. A season, and um, I mean the the finances have recently been released, and it looks like we made a lot more money than we thought we did um, because of the way the the deals have been structured for the players that have gone out. Um, so I think I think we were we're in a hale and healthy place to buy a proper striker, and I think I think Gales I think Gales would be best used impact sub from the bench, kind of like a Shane Long figure. Um, before we move away from the Chef Wed game, I do want to say that just before half time, John Joe Shelby missed the goal of the season by about an inch. Cracking it was, that off the bar. It was terrific. It was a great opportunity, oh. and I can, I can exclusively reveal that that was the moment that Paul Doolan chose to go for a piss. Um, so so he heard my he heard my oh 
and yeah. um, I was able to rewind it. And on on the rewinding, I mean, I don't mean to poo-poo it. It was fantastic, fantastic, but the keeper did have it covered. The keeper had well, it covered, Dave. Well, you see, uh, see and I'm if always... John Joe Shelby was a better player. <laughs> <laughs> But this is my thing: is if if he'd got if it was just a, a couple of inches um, lower or something like that, I don't know because because of the way the keeper's moving and all the rest of it, I don't know if the keeper could have kept it out because he's travelling backwards. He would have had to like both move backwards and swap forwards at the same time. And I don't know if he anyway it doesn't matter. It didn't go in, but oh my god, the vision and the technique to go for that that kind of. Um, that kind of shot, and for it to almost come off, shows you why John Joe Shelby has been one of the big differences in our league season because he has been instrumental. And had he not missed the games that he did because he's a daft little racist, I think we would have. Well, not lit, and he's not, you know, he's not properly racist, but you know what I mean. He Other racists are available. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think we would have been further ahead as, again, and I think we've been really unlucky losing the key players that we have when we have. I think we've been unfortunate and that we're at the top of the league um, with only Brighton ahead of us with five games left to go in the season shows you how good a manager Rafa Benitez is to get that kind of that kind of results, that kind of performances out of what is quite an average team, apart from the key players like, like I say, like Shelby. What percentage of the distance of that shot do you think you have the ability to actually kick the ball? <laughs> um, I could probably have got it from the edge of the 18-yard box. I wouldn't have hit the the the, the goal, but no, I, I reckon I could have got it into the ball, into the net from the 18-yard box. About that. Right, so not from... I'm bef- old, man. I'm 35. So not from before the halfway line. No, no, definitely not. I tried playing foot golf a while ago, and I realised foot golf. Yeah, have you not heard about foot golf? Enlighten me. It's it's one of those sports that sounds amazing, and then when you do it, it's like oh, this is kind of boring. But it's <laughs> it's golf, but with a football, so the holes are bigger, and you've just got. To I, sh- I mean, I really should have just put two and two together. It yeah. wasn't. No, yeah, no, that's fine. Sorry. So I played that with my brother and I realised that I can't kick a football anywhere near as far as I think I can. <laughs> oh, God, we're, we're old, man. We're well, really I don't think I ever on. could. There was never like a prime <laughs> of my life when I was... Yeah. Um, anyway, so it wasn't a, a great performance. Chancellor Mbemba, uh we did talk about him a little bit. He got his chance in the team. I, th- I feel like he was doing the sort of performance where, you know, when they say about good central defenders, they're very calm and mm. they seem to have a handle on things. I think he was trying to do that, but was like missing out on the fact that it doesn't mean you... Just because you don't want to look panicky, you, you still have to... Run. Run. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying he's, he probably was running, but like, no, I, I don't know. know. He looked like he was trying to be calm, but it meant he was a bit late to everything. So that, yeah, I don't know if you would directly blame, blame uh, Mbemba for this, but both their goals uh, were headers. 
where yeah. we had a really good opportunity to win those headers, but were unable to. I mean, the, the first one, there was like about four of our players around the ball, but yeah. their player got it. So yeah. I, I don't remember conceding loads of goals this season uh, via headers, but that's certainly what happened on Saturday. I, th- I think much of that is, you know, when, because both Clark and Hanley are very good at telling the other defender where to be. And they're very good because they're very experienced at, at, at any level. You know, Clark's been playing for ages. Hanley's an old man. Um, I think we missed that, like, proper leader at the back instead of the Jamal LaSalle. And I'm not, I'm not Hang having on. a big Hanley's an old man. In like in this league, he's been playing in the. I'm sure he's been playing the championship for ages. But um, my point is that you know he's. I think I think Hanley's like 26, 27. Right. Anyway, well, um, well, that, they're, they're both leaders the at the I back. If like, he's twenty five. If twenty five is, is an old man. Jesus. You, okay, that's a lot younger than I thought he was. He looks old. Well, it's one or My two point... years younger than you thought he was because you, <laughs> you just said 26, 27. Anyway, sorry, I'm being as pernickety as Keith Stroud. Um, but accurate. Which but is I am at least being accurate. You know what I mean? Like Both Clark and Hanley would have would have taken control of those situations a lot better. And I also think playing uh, Shelby and Diame in the centre... I just I don't think we took control of the centre of the park, and I think um, I'm really like who'd have thought at the beginning of the season we would have been saying I really hope Clark's playing today, or I really hope that Hayden's playing today, but I really want next next few games for Hayden and hopefully Clark and or Hanley to to be in the centre, especially as we're going to be missing uh, Gail. Sure, no, I completely agree. They have been our uh our best defenders this season and they were sorely missed on Saturday. Grant Hanley, born mm. in um, uh, 1991. <sighs> Old man. Old man Hanley. <laughs> didn't have didn't have pubes when 9-11 happened, but... <laughs> he, d- to be fair, he looks a lot older than he is, but then... He's Scottish. I he is Scottish. <laughs> He's yeah, Scottish. So, um, uh, I suppose we should, should mention that Shelby did manage to get a goal at, uh, near the end, but um, but overall, it was a disappointing performance, as it seems like almost any performance which I have the opportunity to watch is this season. I think it must be the same for the majority of Newcastle fans, uh, because we don't seem to... Uh, play well on TV so that's a shame but um, but I, th- I think I agree with you it's it, it's very unlikely that we won't get automatic promotion so this is all by the by but you know so yeah. we've had some uh, some questions comments from uh, Twitter followers um, we've got one here from uh, Dalton who says what type of player can we attract? Attract, that was the word I was trying to say there. What type of player can we attract? Should we be promoted? Are we going to see more Wijnaldums 
and Shelby's or more Tovan's Riviere's? I I would expect to see more um, more Shelby's and get like I think. Remember we we were saying that um, we never seem to buy what the team needed. We always seem to buy oh he's cheap and we can sell him on. That's why we went through like three stroppy French wingers in a in a few years. I think honestly because Benitez is going to have more control than previous incumbents have, I honestly think we'll we'll sign what we need and that could well be someone like Genie Wijnaldum who we get, you know, for 12, 14, 15 million or it could be no, we, we just need a left back so we're going to go and sign uh, somebody from championship who's better than Paul Dummett and we can stick him at left back and he's good enough to get us there. Oh, your phone's buzzing there, Dave. Yeah, it's the reminder that I've got to put the bins out. (laughs) Is that what it is? Yeah. Really? (laughs) Yeah. You've got a reminder. So what... So so Wednesday morning is, is... They take the bins on Wednesday. Yeah. So on Tuesday nights... At quarter past nine, you have a reminder to put the bins out. <laughs> What's re- wrong with that? It's really sweet, Dave. Memory. It's really sweet. Sure. <laughs> um, do you, do you want us to stop the pub so you can no, put the bins no, out, Dave? It's fine. <laughs> Why don't you put the bins out while we finish recording the pod? No, because it'll be it, the first it, pod on location. It's um, can do it's some of it bins by the bins. Well. So I've got, there's like loads of bottles I've got to throw out. I bet there are, mate. <laughs> <laughs> is that why you do? Is that why you do it at night, <laughs> dark? Because <laughs> you don't want people to see the amount of bottles. It's just the shin, the, the gin shame. I don't want people to see it. So many bottles. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, anyway, and it's not even booze, on. is it? It's just, it's just the amount of reggae reggae sauce you get for it. <laughs> uh, Sorry. <clears throat> oh, Dave, that's that's very sweet. That's like my um, my dad uh, takes a lot of drugs, prescription <laughs> drugs. He, and uh, he has reminders, but it's his own voice. So he he's recorded a, his own a message to himself. So his phone will go off and he'll go, "Time to take your blue 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 tablets." <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that bad. No. So, oh, uh, <laughs> well, so, oh, what an insight into Dave Watson's life. So, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I'm in, inclined to agree that hopefully we will be getting some. Wijnaldum, Shelby type signings, you know, that's always a bit of a lottery because it's always a bit of a guess as to how yeah. good they're going to be for you. You know, Tovan, certainly Tovan, possibly even Riviere, could have been exciting signings. They were exciting signings until we actually saw them play. Um, yeah. But hopefully, as we've said before, uh, although the, how well they'll do is a bit of a lottery, Hopefully, we'll at least buy players for the right positions. Um, mm. 
We shall see. Um, great question from Thomas Burkan, who says, what would you prefer, three clubs from the North East in the Premier League next season or just us? Just us. Oh, Dave. No, fuck them. Right, no. The, the amount of glee that those two clubs and the fans from those clubs took in us going down and them being the, the best clubs in the in the northeast. No, they they without us, Sunderland would have been down years ago. The the free points that we tossed their way kept them up, kept them limping on, and no, not only should they be relegated, I'd be quite pleased if the only time we met them is in the bloody cops, because they deserve to be they deserve punishment for their hubris. <laughs> I don't I mean I don't really I guess I guess I'm just above all that sort of shit Dave <laughs> um, but I, I I can see the logic in well we've just been down so we want to see them hurt you know we're, that's the sorry state of human nature but in the long term although they're stressful oh, yeah, they although they're stressful them. games and of late we tend to lose them uh I think it's nice to have that derby twice a season. So in the long term, I would like us all to be in the Premier League, but particularly Sunderland, just because... I mean, I don't, I've never really cared about Borough, but no. I think it's nice to have that rivalry there. But there's, there you go. So um, we've also got uh, a tweet from Toonami Syracuse. Yes, I know how to pronounce that town's name. Uh, they've got three, uh, although I may have just got it wrong. I'm pretty sure it's Syracuse. Uh, They've got three. One, biggest surprise signing of the year. I'm I'm assuming that's in terms of surprise of their quality and performance. And I guess I'll say Daryl Murphy, because basically I don't really know him. Um, I would have to say Sells. Not surprised in a good way, though. I honestly thought he was—he he looked a proper keeper, and he was, you know, Belgian keeper of the year, and came with a, you know, came really highly rated. And the bloke's an absolute flapper; like he's really, really bad. Well, that, that least sort we, of answers question two, which is biggest letdown of the year. So I guess. Oh, okay. In that I case, guess you go for Surprise of the season has got to be Clark. Kieran Clark, yeah, fair, good call, good shout. I'm in fact, I'm sort of wish I could go back and replace Daryl Murphy with Kieran Clark. Uh, Biggest letdown. It's got to be sales, isn't it? You've just answered it. Well, yeah, but I, I, I think that with Mitrovic, I honestly thought, well, he'll, he'll get like 15, 20 goals a season. He's, you know, he's an absolute beast. He's scored nine goals in the Premier League and we were shit. Down in the championship, he'll eat them up and he's more physical than you get. Blah, 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 blah. Totally hasn't done it. And I know he hasn't Great had point. the game time, which is the excuse I gave him. But when he has had his opportunities, he hasn't really grabbed them with both hands like Daryl Murphy has. So my biggest letdown of the season's got to be Mitrovic. Great call. Well, just because you went on to Mitrovic, I found my brain drifting onto aggressive celebrations. And I think I <laughs> probably should have just mentioned that uh, we did get to see Matt Ritchie kick a corner flag again. <laughs> uh <laughs> On the Burton game, that is, I mean, they they don't seem to hand out yellow cards for that, but 
No. They may have to introduce a new rule. If he's going to keep doing that. I mean, I like it, but at some point, someone's going to go, can you you stop it, please? (laughs) It'll be... I'll tell you when they'll bring in a yellow card for that is if either it goes into the crowd and hits somebody, which I don't think it can do, (laughs) or... They start putting it's just like the way that he kicks it. No, I, I don't think that you get. You need to get a bit more lift in it. But the the only other way is if they start sponsoring the corner flags and sponsors don't like. That's the reason why you're not allowed to take your shirt off is because the sponsors pay money so that their brand is. Is that what it is? You know, so you well, don't yeah. see. So you don't see it for five seconds. Well, yeah, because you when you rip off the shirt and you know hide it or wait what if around our or players? What if our players get Wonga tattooed on their chests? <laughs> yeah, but that's fine for the the few players, but it's a league wide thing. So yeah, you're not allowed to rip off your shirt and and celebrate because I reckon that's that's, why, that's that's a theory. I don't reckon that's a definite. We know it fact. Well, I can't think of another legitimate reason why you would like why removing the shirt. I'm not talking about like diving into the crowd or something like that. I get why that's a yellow card because it's crowd safety. But ripping off your shirt and wheeling it around your head, nobody's getting hurt. One, go on. Women will get horny <laughs> at the sight of the chest, and that's that's going to be an issue. No. Okay, fine. It's, you know, football is played generally pre-watershed and it's semi-nudity. And two, there was a period in the 90s, particularly when players were taking off shirts and then they had messages on their um, on their vests. Well, sure, were, but then yellow card that. Yeah, but then the ref's got to go and like, Check the message. No, just, if like in the in the um, you know when the 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 players come onto the pitch and they get their earrings checked and they get the the piercings checked or, or whatever, um, just have a look under his shirt. Make sure he's not wearing a, a a cheeky little message under his vest. Okay, all right, fair enough. Well, this has been an interesting diversion. And then there's um, <laughs> there's one more question from Toonami Syracuse and to be honest I don't get it I don't get it I think this is an American thing okay uh, Caitlyn Jenner surgical or ripped off I mean I sort of get it <laughs> isn't that it's basically saying so Caitlyn Jenner it's basically saying how was the penis removed yes oh of course it's a reference to the yes to your ripping your cock off ripping your cock off so he's suggesting, was Caitlyn Jenner uh, uh, transgender uh, human <laughs> who, uh, who underwent surgery to change gender or were they just um, Dave Watson who got excited about something, ripped their cock off and then thought, well, I guess I'm going with this. <laughs> I better, start, <laughs> I better start wearing dresses. I haven't thought this through. There was no next step. Right. I've made my bed. Yeah. Well, yeah. well you know, I, did, I think we all know the real answer. But, um, I mean, let's leave it there. So, um, 
Do you know what I've? Do you know what I've not done, Dave? I've What's not. Up? I've not looked to see what our next. Who we've got next? Who we've got next? Who have we got next? Got Leeds. 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 Right. Okay. I've heard of them. Oh, it's yeah. on Sky. It's Friday night. Mm. Good Friday. Yes, I did know that. Um. Well. That'll be good. That means we'll put in a dog shit performance, probably, doesn't it? Yes. On TV, at home, yeah. Dog shit performance. But, saying that, uh, Leeds aren't very good against the top half, like the top third of the, the table. They're not very, they haven't got a very good record against the top third. And we've got a pretty good record against teams in the top third. So, it's not. I mean, it's not ideal to come off a disappointing game, a dis- disappointing get- a performance against Chef Wed after you've lost your top goal scorer and, and you know, biggest threat. But um, what's that noise? Sorry, that's me flicking through the results on my phone to see what happened the uh, last time we played right. So <laughs> carry on, uh, Dave. We beat him 2 0. Right, there you go. Didn't we? I'm pretty sure it was 2 0. Um, yeah, so we've got well, Leeds. I'll tell you, you and... let me interrupt if you didn't interrupt me. Yes, it was 2 0. <laughs> two goals from Gale, who we will not have. No. So go on. Um, what do you reckon? Uh, they've got. I can't remember if um, Wood, Chris Wood, is, uh, is going to be fit. Um, if he is, he's a real threat. Uh, big, strong centre forward. The kind of player that we wanted Mitrovic to be. But. Um, I don't know if he's playing or not, so I couldn't tell you if he's if it's going to be uh, if we're going to come up against him. I think I, th- I think I fancy us to win. To be honest, I, f- I really do. I fancy us to to grind out a win, and I think um, I, don't, I, th- I think we'll keep them out, and either Shelby or Richie will will score, and it'll be tight, but it'll be one nil. And yeah, I, I quite fancy him. After them, we've got quite a nice little run in. Um, championship running. That's right. You we've, know we've got. Um, well, yeah, we should probably very quickly address uh, the fact that we've got Ipswich on mm. Easter Monday uh, away. Uh, any prediction there? Yes, I think we'll. We always seem to do well against Ipswich, so I'd fancy us to beat them like more comfortably, like two or three. And given that we're away from home and given... I don't, we're not on telly, are we? I don't think we're on telly. We're not, no. Um, yeah, so, I, yeah, I reckon we'll win, like, 2 or 3-0. And um, it'll be... Uh, for anybody who's actually going to the to the away game, it'll be a good day out because because of the, the Sir Bobby Robson connection. And I think... I'm not 100% sure, but I, I think there's some kind of uh, Sir Bobby Robson Foundation um, event happening... Uh, I was there in, the day that the um, that they unveiled this Bobby Robson stand. So uh, was I. That, oh well, yeah, yeah. I think we must have discussed yeah. this four 0 wasn't it? Yeah. Um, well, that was great. I would. I did really mean to try and go to that game, and I cocked it up. But uh, I reckon Friday night against Leeds, just because. I, I mean, I don't analyse football. I just go on feelings, Dave. And because I know yeah. that I'll get to watch that game, I reckon it'll be one-one. Yeah, and well, I, I, I think that you you are right that we do quite well against Ipswich. 
and they're not. I'm going to say 2 0 because we're out without Gale and yeah, I, I reckon 2 0. Okay. So well, just to just dead quick, um, um, Ipswich are nine points clear of like the drop zone with only 15 points to play for. So if if they win uh, their game between us and you know between whatever whatever game they've got between uh, before hours, um, they'll probably be like. 12 points clear with uh, 12 points to play for. So I'd fancy, basically I fancy by the time we meet each team that we face, I fancy none of them to have anything to play for and we do well against the mid team. So I reckon we could honestly go on a bit of a, a bit of an unbeaten run, a bit of a classic Dave Watson. I often think, and I think I said this last season, I often think when teams have nothing to play for, they start playing well. And yeah. I think I was kind of proved right. Now, um, do you know what number Shola Amiobi's wearing at Notts County? Is it 23? Number nine. Aww. He's in a black and white shirt wearing the number nine. And you know who came on to join him in the last game? Adam no. Campbell. Oh, there's a little reunion tour. A little reunion tour. Big man, little man. The strike force that could have been. Oh. Anyway, I thought I'd throw that in. But it really is time to wrap up because this is the, uh, this is the latest I've ever been recording a Newcastle matter. It's the latest I've ever stayed up, Dave. It's half nine. <laughs> I've uh, got to put the bins out. I don't know oh, what you're Shit, you've got to put the bins out, Dave. <laughs> so I'll... <laughs> I'll leave you to do that. Or anyone uh, who lives near Dave will um, no doubt hear him clink, clink, clink his way out the door any moment now. But thank you very much, Dave Watson. Thanks, Fergus. And thank you to you, the Newcastle Natter listeners. See you next week. Goodbye. If you like this podcast, come and join me, Mark Webster, for the Whistleblowers, a weekly show that looks at the topics that all football fans are discussing this week at thewhistleblowers.net. And it happens to be brought to you by the same lot that produced this one. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.